in Dominican Sioux, is there smoke or fire here in terms of in Dominican Sioux being part of the Cleveland Browns coming up? We've got conflicting reports, but you know what me and Jeff are going to do. We're going to parse all of that out and get you squared away on the next Locked On Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Doll Pound LGB on ELLB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Your host, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, weekdays on YouTube. Of course, 92.3 The Fan, uh, Saturday mornings, 9 to 12 for The Barbershop. Make sure you're checking in all of that. Today's episode is brought to you by BlueNile.com. And Locked On Browns listeners can get $50 off of purchase. $500 or more when using the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, no space. As always, we appreciate everybody uh, who makes Locked On Browns their first listen each and every day, whether it's your favorite podcast platform. Of course, available now on YouTube. Uh, the viewership keeps going up. Uh, the subscriber amount keeps going up. We can't be more thankful for everybody's appreciation and help uh, and joining the ride over uh, on YouTube as you know, make the new transition here, uh, getting closer and closer to training camp within two weeks now till 2022. Cleveland Browns training camp opens up in Berea. Um, as Garrett had mentioned, we're going to get to a couple things here today. Uh, you, I think at this point, it's any available defensive tackle who might still be on the market, it's going to find a way to get linked to the Cleveland Browns. We did this to Keem Hicks. We did this with Eddie Goldman. And Dominican Sue has obviously been a name that's been floating out there for a while. Um, I, you know, fact or fiction kind of thing here. Um, I think we are all of the understanding now that whatever is in the room currently, they are going to go into July 27th with it. Will they change their mind during training camp? That is, for me, it's certainly possible. There's no question about that. Um, but I think, Garrett, with this, you know, everybody keeps expecting this free agent domino veteran to come in here into this room. And it's not like they haven't had four plus months to address this or to try to get this guy in here. In the room, you have Jordan Elliott, you have Sheldon Day, you have Taven Bryant, you have Tommy Tommy Togia, you have Perrion Winfrey. Uh unless there is an injury or if they feel that, you know, I'm sure they have a couple of players that in their minds, they are expecting to step up within training camp at the defensive tackle position. Uh, And Dominican Sue has been a fantastic player in the NFL. Um, The last few years, you're starting to show some age here. And I'm wondering if they're going to get into a situation, if they were interested in, in Dominican Sue, it'd be much like it was with Malik Jackson last year, Garrett, where, you know, you're chasing a player based on what he had done. And maybe you're getting a player that's closer to the end and you're going to, and I think this happened last year with Malik Jackson is you ended up playing a veteran, you know, that you thought was going to be the guy for you, but he ended up maybe thwarting the growth process of some of the young guys that are in that room. Uh, yeah, and sometimes, you know, Mary Kay is coming out, and I talk to Mary Kay pretty regularly, 
Um, she came out and, and talked about the, I think the report was from USA Today. Uh, and she said, um, no, the Browns don't have uh, very much interest in uh, in, in Dominic and Sue. Um, you know, they want to go with some guys that are a little bit younger, still have a little more upside. She continues to preach and talk about the fact that they like Jordan Elliott in there. Um, you got You went and got a guy like Perrion Winfrey, who, who seems to be a young, hungry guy. Uh, Taven Bryant, you, you look at him, he, he's a guy that you brought in. Uh, from Jacksonville to to kind of anchor and, and can be a veteran in the presence in the room. And then you still have, um, you know, Sheldon Day and, and, a, and a couple other guys in there that are just going to all all really fight for that position. Um, when I'm looking, oh, right now I'm over at Walter Camp, uh, WalterFootball.com. Uh, they list the top um, 20 or so uh, free agents, and they have Dominic and Sue right now. Uh, at number 15, he is the only one that's still kind of on the board in the top 20. Uh, he's 35 years old. Uh, so, you know, he he might have an outside chance to get into or, or a decent chance to get into the Hall of Fame, but he's not playing at a Hall of Fame level as we speak. Um, you got a couple other guys that are on the list. Uh, Linvel Joseph, uh, D-Tackle, he's, he's 33 right now for the Chargers. Um uh, you still have guys out there that still um, need to be signed. Larry Ogunjobi, um, Maurice Hurst, a defensive tackle from the 49ers. He's 27. Corey Peters, another older defensive tackle for the Cardinals, is 34. And then we got a couple guys like uh, Malik Jackson, who was with the Browns last year, but is still on the available market. Uh, and, and star Lotulele, uh, the uh, defensive tackle for the Bills, came out first round, former first round pick of the Panthers. Um, and, and, um, I believe he, he played for Utah. I think he played in college. But if you look, listen to these names, there isn't really any huge names that jump out at you. And, you know, if you're going to bring one of these guys in, I could understand if, if maybe you have a situation where one of your younger defensive tackles gets hurt and you're just kind of like, man, we, we want somebody that can get up to speed right now. Let's go ahead and get, get uh, a guy in there to do it um, and, and get in there and come in and kind of plug that hole quickly. For me, I, I would I wouldn't mind seeing the Dominican Sue, but I will say this: if if the Browns don't go out and get a Dominican Sue, I'm not going to say he's the make or break reason as to why um, the Browns didn't perform well or, or perform up to snuff. I think uh, that's just one of those things where the name is kind of you know big, and, and we always want bigger names. Um, but you know, I think uh, I think they're they're ready to. Uh, I think they're ready to go ahead and give the youth movement a try. If you look at the way they've they've built this room, um, you know the Andrew Barry regime is now coming off its you know third draft class. So the first draft class drafted Jordan Elliott. Second draft class drafted Tommy Togiai. Third draft class drafted Perrion Winfrey. All these players basically drafted in similar ranges to each other. You know, all within the you know I would say late nineties to I think about like 130 or so is where all these players were selected within an NFL draft. Uh, they went the Malik Jackson route last year. And um, the thing was, and part of it was, is the Browns were playing Malik and asking Malik Jackson to do things that maybe were, you know, commensurate with his abilities. Malik Jackson has always had a reputation in the NFL as being somebody who was a solid pass rusher from the interior, um, not really a run stopper. We keep dancing these circles with the Browns for over the last few years about, you know, where is this big stuff, run stuffing defensive tackle? 
Um, and for a team that's you know essentially predicated and built on athleticism and speed, a team that wants to get themselves in nickel packages and dime packages much more than they want to get themselves in a base, uh, looking to go out to get this you know, veteran to be a part of you know run stuffing and again and Dominic and Sue you know the bloom is certainly off the rose as far as his playing abilities um and you know anybody wants to highlight anything he maybe even did in Tampa recently keep in mind he was playing with an incredible defensive line down there and you know he was maybe the fourth most dangerous player on the field at the defensive position anytime he took the field with the Bucks so you're certainly chasing what used to be. Um, they still, and you know, as you alluded to with Mary Kay, they still talked highly of Jordan Elliott. Tommy Togiai, there was a couple of moments as a rookie who played sparingly, um, you know, behind Malik, uh, Malik Jackson, Malik McDowell. And then, of course, this year, you know, Perrion Winfrey. And, you know, it seems you know, the Browns seem very high on him, uh, brings a ton of energy. Um, he brings the motor, um, everything you're looking for, you know, for a player to step up within that room. I'm not saying that the Browns are not going to go through a couple of weeks of camp or maybe through, you know, a preseason game and feel that they maybe need something else at that position. But, you know, I, it, as each defensive tackle went off the board to go to other teams and, you know, rumor maybe the Browns had interest or, you know, this, that, and the other thing. I think this room is done for now, Garrett, unless they show very, very poorly in camp in Berea. This room, it, this is the room they are taking to training camp the way it's currently constructed. Yeah, I think so. Um, and, you know, and that's a big thing. And, and we want to educate the people out there. The way you got to build a roster in the NFL is, you know, you can't always um, go out to eat, so to speak. Right. We all got families. <laughs> hey, sometimes, you know, you like to go out to eat on vacation or or there's a special occasion to celebrate with the family or you haven't seen a buddy who come into town and his wife is, is here, you and your wife and get with the other wife and the missus and you guys get out there and do your thing and go out and have a good time and have a nice meal. But you can't go out to eat every single day, right? And if you did, it would kind of ruin the luster of, of, of the satisfaction of going out to eat. So it, it's just like sometimes you got to cook at home. Sometimes you, you, you know, got to get to some groceries, some staples, some, uh, you know, eggs, bacon, Get you some, uh, get some, some uh, milk, a loaf of bread, <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. It always works, the, and it's just the same way in terms of that. When you're looking at the situation uh, with free agency, you can't build your team all off free agency. Just the same way you can't build it all off the draft. Sometimes you got to get guys that are later in the rounds. Uh, sometimes you got to get free agents. Sometimes you got to get guys that you develop in house that you could get to take those positions and, and do their thing. So I think it's really important to understand that you're not going to have an all-star at every position and good teams need to find situations where they can go ahead and have guys step up and, and be guys that they cultivate inside the program to do their thing. One defensive tackle drafted over the first three draft classes here between Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togiai, Perrion Winfrey, uh, Sheldon Day still here. Um, you went out and signed Tavon, Tavon Bryan in the offseason. Uh, it's pretty simple. Somebody step up. It's what it comes down to. They they've invested invested pretty well in this group right now. Um, you know, it's it, it's time. Um, it, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, Togiai and certainly Jordan Elliott at this point they should be considered players that are competing for starting positions. Uh, you know, third year defensive tackle, second year defensive tackle. Um, improvement is needed, and you know, I, I think the Browns feel you know going out and bringing in a veteran 
in hoping that there's maybe something left in the tank is, you know, a, a counterproductive of, uh, approach as opposed to, you know, guys that we had faith in, guys that we drafted. And we felt, you know, eventually when their name was called and it was time for them to take a bigger piece of the pie as far as playing time, they'd be ready to go. Uh, so for Endemic and Sue, I, I just – I don't see any way that one is going to happen. More coming here. Latest locked on Browns. We'll get to uh, players uh, for training camp where, you know, the opportunity is big and the importance of them taking that next step, obviously, as we just, you know, parlayed from Dominican Sue into this. Get to all that here just a second. Again, Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest locked on Browns. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts or to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions? Is your vehicle an EX or an LX? Is it a V6? Is it a V6 turbo? And wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only manufacturer their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. It's a family-owned business. It's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over two decades. Prices are reliably low and the same for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that Garrett and I sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to Locked on Browns podcast. Uh, G. Bush in the building, Jeff uh, Lloyd in the building. We want to thank you guys. Uh, really, really great um, what we've been doing. And I, and I thought it would be great to give you guys a metrics, man. Just alone on the channel right now, over, over 9,000 views in the last 48 hours. Our last video uh, with JOK and uh, the whole situation with Baker Mayfield and the number change possibility. We're over 2,600 views there as well. Uh, shout out to you guys for going ahead and, and, and liking that and, and continue to support the content. Um, right now, we are pushing it in, in terms of how many people we got our subscribers. We said we wanted to get there by the end of training camp. We, we pushing it a little more now because I'll tell you what. We're already at 2050, I believe. We're at, we're almost at 2000. And, yep, 2000 and uh, 2050 followers. So we want to get to 2500, maybe even 3000 before the camp starts. Thank you guys for continuing to support us right now and, and making uh, Locked On Browns the best podcast in the Locked On family. We appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, Jeff, we talk about this, uh, you know, all the time, and I think we'll get to it more as camp goes along. Uh, we talked about the defensive tackle room, and with that being said, there were some comments about people thinking, hey, do you need to bring in an Adamican suit or somebody to kind of bolster that up front? And that just goes to uh, our next point. We're going to talk about a couple guys that we feel need to really have a good camp, have a great camp, and to step it up uh, and have a make-or-break camp on the defensive side of the football. And when I look at it, I'm going to actually stay in that defensive line room. One of the guys that we we talked about, and, and I think they have him, you know, spot shot a li little bit, and he came in with a bang, is Perrion Winfrey. I would love more, nothing more than to see Perrion Winfrey come in and be a disruptive force, be a guy that that is a dude that refuses to be blocked, and keep in that same level of intensity that he had when he got drafted. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that when you look at him, 
He has all the requisite size. He has the hands. He has the the, the uh, ability to either rush or stop the run. Played at a really good, uh, really good program in Oklahoma. And you always know you got a defensive lineman as a baller where they get the with the single digits. When they give you the single digits, we talked over here. You don't get single digits for just being in your gap. <laughs> you don't get the single digits for understanding your assignment. You get a single digit up front where you know how to get after you and you you make plays out there. So Perry on Winfrey, um, we haven't heard much from him, and rightfully so. You're a rookie still. You still got a, a lot to be, lot to be uh out here to 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 progress and a lot to want and to do more. But I do love his attitude. I like the way he's fiery. I think he fits in with some of these other guys. And and we always talk about it. You're going to be getting singled up, man. They might as well call this match.com. You always single. You always looking to date with a lineman. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have an opportunity to be up there because you got uh, Jadavion Clowney and you got Miles Garrett. You single up there, so you got to mingle. So do your thing up there, big fella. Looking forward to seeing what you got. And if he can step up and be a guy that they find in the later rounds that had an earlier round grade on him, I think this defensive lineman could turn some heads. This is, you know, this is the room. And, you know, the way we're talking about it, you know, I'm not saying, and we're not trying to say that the Browns don't feel the room is important, but what they think is is they want to get to the point where it can be more about having athletic players on the field. And, you know, there's going to be certain teams probably where this defensive tackle room is an issue. Um, You know, Tennessee Titans, not on the schedule, but run heavy teams is where this room, the way it's currently constructed, if people don't step up, you know, it could be an issue. Steelers, we saw it last year. Najee Harris gave them issues at times with not having enough on the interior. Uh, Joe Mixon is certainly capable of that. A team like Tennessee Titans, if they were to come across the Browns this year with Derrick Henry, is that type of issue. Um, but regardless, and you know, I, the thing for them is, is why are we going out to sign someone when we've addressed this? And we've addressed it every year since we've been here. Um, Jordan Elliott, you know, it's, it, it was tough last year because Malik McDowell fell into their lap you know, signed Malik Jackson and probably, you know, hurt the development of Jordan Elliott, probably, you know, hurt a little development of Tommy Togiai in his rookie year as well. Um, and of course now you bring in Perry on Winfrey and, you know, no question about it. Perry on Winfrey has certainly, you know, p- put a mark on himself. Um, you know, you're that type of guy. You do a lot of talking, you know, you're that kind of volatile type of personality. Um, you know, People are going to be, you know, what do you got? I mean, are you, can you back it up? That's it's the way it's going to work for Perry on Winfrey. Um, but with the three of them, and you know, you went with Winfrey. I, I'm going to go with Tommy, Tommy Togi. I, I think just the way it got constructed last year, and then ending up with you know McDowell Jackson, it, you know, they ended up playing those two the majority of the time, and it certainly you know hurt the growth process. Tommy Togi, I started to play a little bit as the season went on. You saw some signs. But I think for Tommy Togiai, and this was key when he was coming out of Ohio State, a lot of people felt when he declared it was, you know, he should have stayed for another year in Columbus um, and improved his game. Larry Johnson, of course, everybody knows all about the, you know, legendary defense line coach uh, for the Buckeyes. And everybody felt, you know, Tommy Togiai would have benefited for one more, from one more year there under coach Larry Johnson. But for Tommy, I think the time is now. Um, And I, I think just as much as maybe for Jordan Elliott and just as much for him, this is a, you know, 
it, 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 like I said earlier, it's prove it time. You know, we brought you guys in here thinking that eventually it was going to be, you were going to get your opportunity. Um, and as you said, look, you can't build an all-star team. You can't just, this isn't a Madden draft where you can put stars everywhere. Um, you know, the Browns, in some respects, still would like to hold on some money, still would like to be able to have some rollover cap available. So just going out and spending the money because you have it, you know what I'm saying? They're not going to be, you know, like a 19-year-old who got a paycheck and, you know, I'm saying, you know, feeling great by Friday night but broke as hell on Monday. It's just not the way this team operates. They, This is the way it's going to be. And, you know, I, I don't see a player coming in here. I think they are massively, massively banking on players like Jordan Elliott, Tommy Togia, and Perrion Winfrey taking a step. Um, you know, all three seem to be, you know, players that could work together in certain, you know, uh, in, in certain packages, whether it's Elliot Togiai, whether it is Elliot Winfrey, whether it is Winfrey and Togiai, it's time for the young kids who have been drafted to brought in here to do some good things to do that. And I think between, you know, Elliot Winfrey and Togiai, I'm not saying all of a sudden we're going to talk about these players like the, you know, they're Aaron Donald, but I think these players are going to do enough early on and down, you know, early down situations, first and 10, we're going to get the opportunity, you know, that they did their thing. And now we can start trotting out, you know, a Twinovich for a third defensive end. We can bring out an Alex Ryder and Isaiah Thomas. So the Brown can get two, three, four edge players on the field in the obvious passing situations as quickly as possible. Yeah. that That's what we want to get to that. <laughs> that's where we eat. That's, that's our thing. A run, but stopping a run is not sexy, but it is a prerequisite to get to where you want to make your money. You earn your money on third down, getting after the passer. And so uh, to do that, you got to do the other things first. It is a prerequisite to stop the run. Then you get to eat. Uh, so anxious to see what is going to happen. And, and I, like I always say, Jeff, I always like to see young players turn into to, to monsters, turn into guys that are really doing their thing in this league. And I think sometimes... Um, it's even more enjoyable from fans to see somebody go from the bottom to the top and work their way up in the system um, than it is to go out with free agency. So excited to see what what, what those guys are going to do. Yeah, there's no question. And, you know, as much as it's great to have money and be active in free agency, active in the trade market, um, you, you want to see growth development of players that you, you know, basically put a premium on. And, you know, the Browns, it, it, it's time for these guys. It is time for some of these young defensive tackles to start earning their keep, so to speak. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest lockdown Browns. We're going to switch it up here, go to the offensive side of the ball here, talk about some players that we need uh, some improvement from and the importance that 2022 training camp will be. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk bill, but guess what? Your friends at Bill have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right, the coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. They're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and they are all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. Go to Built.com now to make sure you do not miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. And it is also something that tastes good but is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They have the perfect treat. Perfect when you've got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick snack. They're an excellent source of protein. 
Delicious coconut, rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15. Welcome back to Locked on Browns. Make sure you guys, make sure you guys uh, uh, go out there and, and follow us on Twitter as well. Uh, we're at a little over 12,000 uh, followers on Twitter. Let's go ahead and continue to keep uh, preaching that, keep uh, making sure that we're not only growing on YouTube, let's grow on all, all of the platforms. You know, this is a reflection of you guys, man. And so I was so happy to see out of all of the locked on brands across the nation, and there's, there's, those are uh, countless numbers of brands from Major League Baseball, hockey, baseball, football, uh, college sports, um, that we were doing our thing at number seven. Uh, and that just goes to show you how strong Cleveland fans are, how how passionate Cleveland fans uh, are about their their teams and their Browns especially. So let's go ahead and show those guys that, that we are what we say we are, and that's the best Locked On podcast in the game right now. Continue to support that. And make sure you go ahead and download that as well uh, wherever you download your podcast. Uh, we talked about defense. Let's get to offense a little bit. Um, I, I think there, it, it's kind of different um, that we go through these uh, names. And I'm going to give you a different name that we haven't heard so far. And this guy is uh, David Njoku. Uh, when David Njoku got that big-time deal, man, uh, it was kind of like there's a lot of few, it was a lot of people that, that considered it a little bit too much money for him. And I, I've never been one of those guys who, who started to be like, well, G. Bush, you know, you're overpaid. And I'm like, look, man. I, I, that's somebody else's money. I, I gladly spend Jimmy Haslam's <laughs> money anywhere. Like if you want to take me to uh, Olive Garden, I'll, I'll spend all his money in Olive Garden. Hey, gas is like $5. I'll go ahead and take that money too. But when, when I get the sentiment of him, him not being, he's getting paid as if he was a top five, top 10 tight end. And you have not had that production that matched that. But I'm going to tell you what, there's an opportunity this year, especially if Deshaun Watson plays this year and he, he plays, uh, sooner rather than later, he's going to have one of the opportunities to really raise his star in this league, to really be able to catch a lot of footballs and to do what with tight ends that get paid that a lot of money to do. And that is to, to be pass catching threats, right? And he's not going to get paid. He's not going to be the next coming of uh, Delaney Walker as a run blocker or, or uh, Anthony Tony Gonzalez. That's not what his game is. He's improved in that area. But where I want to see more improvement He'll make the spectacular catches, but the problem he has is the lapses in con concentration when the ball hits him right in the hand and he drops it. Or he, he runs his route and he runs his route too shallow and he runs it before the sticks instead of getting past the sticks to, to move the chains in order to get a first down. Those are some of the things that we've seen on uh, lapses from David and Joku. And now that you've got that long-term security, you've got the contract, you have secured the bag, and that bag is different. Now we got to see what you're going to do. Very big, very, very, very big, important offseason in camp for David Njoku. The thing with David Njoku is it was always kind of a case of, you know, what if there were more opportunities or what if they find a way to feature him more? Because um, there were certainly times, you know, throughout his first five years with this team that we saw, you know, excellent play saw a ton of potential. Um, and then, you know, you've seen things like, you know, the willingness, the effort that he has put in to become a better blocker. I mean, when he first got here before the age of even 21, he was this raw athlete football wise. You knew everything was there, 
Um, the question was, when would it all come around as far as being a complete type of game? With the contract that he's gotten, certainly the pressure is on him because now we can't play these what-ifs anymore with David Njoku. This is now going, you know, the opportunity, they've, there's nothing blocking him. He is the true tight end number one for this team. Um, he wasn't a P, he's not going to be a piece of an offense that maybe had other players who were going to get more targets or other players who were more established. Um, the target is now on him. He, he is now one of the higher paid tight ends in the NFL. And the expectation is to play like nothing less than that. Uh, so the opportunity for David is there because if David does not put together a pretty solid statistical output, there's going to be some questions about how much money the Cleveland Browns did give to him. For me, I'm going to go with Nick Harris here. Um, and it's not that Nick Harris hasn't earned this opportunity, you know, his, going into now his third season with the Cleveland Browns. Nick Harris has pretty much been the starting center for every single practice for his time that he has been here with the Browns. As we all know, JC Treader didn't practice much. Um, but JC Treader is a guy that was adored by his other offensive linemen, an extremely intelligent player as far as making calls at the line. Uh, the respect that you know he has around the league, obviously by being NFL Players Association president. So for Nick Harris, this is a really, really difficult spot to jump into. Um, you're not just becoming, you know, the new center of this team. You know, J.C. Treader, Joe Batonio had a fantastic relationship. Wyatt Teller has spoken about J.C. Treader and all the things he's done for him as far as, you know, working with the, the mental aspect of the game and trying to see things that, you know, maybe you weren't, you know, possibly, you weren't sure if that was the way it was going to go down, you know, using your brain to have more confidence within your physical play. So for Nick Harris to get in there and now become the starting center of this team, a number one, you're replacing a guy who has was a fantastic player for the Browns, um, and just continued to endure himself to his teammates by the fact that he was always playing injured. So Nick Harris, and I, I truly think he's ready for it. I truly think he's earned it. And the Browns did make the difficult decision to part with J.C. Treader, understanding that Nick Harris, as the understudy, had basically done everything he possibly could to be ready for this job. But either way, you know, it's the proof in the pudding type of thing, Garrett Bush. He's got to be ready to go because he's not just replacing a center that the Browns, you know, you know, a middling center. This guy was a vital, vital part of that Browns offensive line. Yeah, he'll be definitely uh, watched uh, with, a, with a very careful eye by lots of fans um, because, you know, the center is the guy who makes all the calls. He's the guy who get people lined up. He's the guys that, you know, is in conjunction with the quarterback of making moves, uh, audibling, all those good things. And it starts with the center, good snap, good hold, all that good stuff. And I think, uh, you know, he played well in the, in the spot shadows and the spot starts that he got. Um, but it's, it's different between, you know, you being the guy that comes in off, off the bench and, and spells somebody with you being the focal port, the head of the spear of the offensive line. So we want to see what Nick Harris is going to do. We'll be watching him uh, intently as training camp moves forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, you everybody, oh, well, he looked really good against Green Bay Packers. You know, a, a game that was a short week, obviously. Um, and, you know, here it was late in the season. So Nick Harris obviously came in with very, very fresh legs. Um, let's see if he can sustain it for 17 games. Um, I think the Browns are pretty confident he can do it. I think we all are. But, again, until you actually see something, you can't, you know, just assume that it, it, it's going to go as smoothly as we all certainly hope. He is Garrett Bush, uh, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, uh, Monday through Friday, 11 on YouTube.
had Archie Griffin there yesterday. Uh, old big mouth Leroy Horde throwing some compliments to Mr. Garrett Bush yesterday. Um, and yes, Garrett's still smiling about that one. So yeah, he, he's going to run with that smile for a while. Yeah, I'm just going. I'm just going to let that breathe. Like I'm just ride this out to the weekend. <laughs> I think Garrett is actually having that stuff printed out so he can hand it out when he runs into people. So, but uh, also Cleveland, uh, the barbershop Saturday mornings, uh, nine to twelve on ninety two three. The fan, make sure you are following at G Bush ninety one. The show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow back account. DMs are open. Me personally, Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, questions, ideas, whatever DMs are open. You guys know. Uh, send them on over here. Uh, you know, getting getting closer and closer to the beginning of training camp. Hopefully, closer and closer to the ultimate news on what will be the future of the 2022 season for Deshaun Watson as far as availability for the Cleveland Browns. All stuff certainly monitoring here uh, as we get closer to training camp. Appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen. Again, whether it's your uh, favorite podcast platform, make sure you follow and subscribe to the show or here now on YouTube. Um, and, and the growth is, it's its really, it's been impressive here. I mean, it's its almost 50 subscribers per day, if not more here. Um, the amount of views, I've got two teenage daughters. So if some of these episodes, the amount of views is impressing them, I think we're doing something right here because, you know, teenagers are annoying. Uh, so there is that aspect to it. Um, but again, we cannot uh, be more uh, appreciative of all the support you guys have been giving here as we take this next chapter here on Lockdown Browns, just continuing to try and give you guys the best Cleveland Browns coverage we can day in, day out. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.